0: Well, it's 10 o'clock here at St. James United Methodist Church, so we'll go ahead, and I want to welcome everybody to our adult Sunday school class here at St. James and Lawrence. We've got uh, four people here in our church today, and of course, we've got a lot of people out there listening via our virtual website or Facebook. I still have a slight, uh, I guess, drainage, and I got a cough, so every once in a while i cough, so. But I do have my mask here, but I'm not wearing it right now because I'm distanced. Um, hope everybody enjoyed the 4th and uh, had a good celebration. You know, it's, it's, we're also lucky to live in this great country. I do know that as far as our announcement is concerned, I just want to remind everybody we appreciate everybody showing up last weekend. It was a good celebration for Emma and Bailey and Amanda and Kevin. That was really nice. And uh, as all of us did last week, we just want to wish them well in their future endeavors and their careers. Plus, their continued walk with the Lord. Hopefully, well, they're not hopefully. I know that they all have a good foundation that they got here at this church. Especially those, not that you're old, Kevin, but that especially those younger ones that just graduated and still living in their mom's house. Well, except for I think Bailey's still living there, but and Emma, but uh, uh, all the rest of them are going to be on their own for long. So we just want to wish them well. Uh, as far as any announcements or other announcements, and we have prayers. The only people I have listed today is we want to keep Miss Cook in our prayers, keep Felix in our prayers, and definitely keep Pat. Pat's uh, still going for her treatments and. Uh, I don't know the whole story, but she has her good days and she has her bad days. So, is there anybody else special this week that we
1: need to recognize? Uh, Kevin, you have anything, anybody,
0: or any special announcements?
1: Hey, uh, thanks, Steve. Yeah, just a, just a couple of minutes. So, so first of all, I hope I hope everyone had a fantastic Fourth uh, of July celebration of our independence. Um, if if you need a ref- if you want a refresher, or just want something cool to read, I would encourage you to go back and, uh, and kind of read the story of. July 4th 1776 the uh, the birth date of our of our great country it's a really neat story the whole thing uh, really is a really is how 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 cool everything came together and the really neat thing about it and the most impressive thing about it it was all done under the foundation uh, foundation of god um, so and that 's something that that ten, unfortunately tends to be forgotten in our country sometimes but our our country was found was founded with uh, under under christian under a Christian foundation really uh, so really neat story there so i 'd encourage you to go back and read it. Uh, if you if you got a couple couple hours to kill because it's kind of a long one, um, but uh, but and in, uh, in otherwise, uh, but again, I hope everybody did have a, a fantastic Fourth of July. So uh, I don't know if anybody had an opportunity to attend the the fireworks ceremony they had on Friday night on in the downtown square, of Lawrence. They put on a really cool show. Uh, the new mayor, uh, our new mayor, Mayor Sheen, uh, Seen, I think is how you say his last name. Um, he he's uh, he's doing he's doing a really cool job in in Keeping keeping the community involved with stuff and having uh, you know events going on and stuff like that. So I appreciate him for for his efforts there. It was a really neat show they put on down there. If you didn't get an opportunity to see it, and uh, lastly, uh, I want I want to thank everyone um, deeply from the bottom of my heart for all the uh, for for all the cards and, and well wishes that was received <coughs> last week. Thank you for for all that. I'm going to get a, get around to see you, uh, but in case I do miss you, thank you so much for everything. It means a ton. Um, you know it was a big deal for me and, and and even though I am a little bit more seasoned than those other ones that um, that graduated along with me uh, you're never too old to learn so uh, so but I do appreciate everyone's everyone's thoughts and, and blessings and, and well wishes on that and of course all the all the um, the cards and, and things uh, was really really special to me and I, and I certainly do appreciate it um, so thank you all have a good week uh, and I'm sure I'll talk to you after a while thanks Steve okay yeah
0: Uh, does anybody else have any special announcements or any special prayer requests if not we'll go ahead and open and with a word of prayer let us pray Heavenly Father we want to thank you this day for our wonderful freedoms by living in this great country please watch over our leaders our pastors and those in charge of our local community Lay upon their hearts your wisdom and guide them to help us all continue to be free. We know, I know, that Satan is alive and actively trying to destroy us, deceive us, and distract us from our freedoms. May your words be our shield from the arrows that he shoots at us each and every day. Watch over those who are sick or in the nursing homes, especially Miss Cook, Pat and Felix, and especially watch over those who are facing some court dates this week and those that are at the crossroads of their life that they decide, with your help, which road to take. We thank you and praise you in the name of Jesus and all the people said, amen. Well, if you take a look at our, uh, I got a couple charts here and Kevin's been gracious to put it on the it's on the screen, and I've got similar to here in my flip charts. Today's lessons from Jeremiah, chapter 23, verses 1 through 8. And also some uh, from Isaiah. There is so much to talk about in this lesson that I'll probably cut into uh, John's time, so I have to <laughs> cut some of this stuff out. Uh, now... Start off with today's lesson's really kind of political. And if you can't talk about politics in church, working, in you not talk about? It. You know, we all that's one thing I like about church. You can come in here and we can talk about anything. Uh, we're not talking about any one individual, we're talking about the whole group, the whole shebang, as they say. Well, I want to start off first by reading today's scripture. And I'm going to read from my New Kings James Version. And it's from Jeremiah 23, verses 1 through 8. It starts out here, 23, verse 1. "'Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture,' says the Lord. Quote, "'Therefore thus says the Lord of God of Israel against the shepherds who feed my people.'" These are God's words. You have shattered my flock, driven them away, and not attended to them. Behold, I will attend to you for the evil of your doing, says the Lord. But I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries where I have driven them, and bring them back into their fold. And they shall be fruitful and increase. I will set up Shepherds over them who will feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, nor shall they be lacking, says the Lord. Behold, the days are coming, said the Lord. I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper, and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. In his days, Judea will be saved, and Israel will dwell safely. And now, It is his name by which he will be called, the Lord of our righteousness. Verses 7 and 8. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that they shall no longer say, as the Lord lives, who brought up the children of Israel from the land of Egypt, but as the Lord lives, who brought up and led the descendants of the house of Israel from the north country and from all the countries where I had driven them, and they shall dwell in their land. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now I put on here in my second chart <clears throat> a little summary of today's lesson, even though it's eight scriptures. Kind of broken down into uh, three parts. Verses 1 and 2 is really a, state, a summary statement that includes God's intention to judge the wicked rulers... And leaders of Judea. God's going to judge them. Verses 3 and 4 and 7 and 8, God here is telling them that He's ultimately going to bring back the people back from exile. And in verses 5 and 6, God Himself is going to raise up an ideal Davionic king. And we know who this king is. This king is Jesus Christ. Now, you know, from our study in scriptures, we know that David was a shepherd who became the king of Israel. Matter of fact, he started out as a shepherd. Uh, And we know that he fought Goliath and won. But the reason he won is... Number one, God was on his side, and he listened to God. But really, number two is he drew on his experience as a shepherd. Now, as a shepherd, he was used to fighting off the wolves and the lions to defend his sheep. But most of all, like I said, he depended upon God and trusted God, and he glorified God. He didn't take all the credit. It was God's credit. We also know Moses, when he fled Egypt after killing that guy, he became a shepherd for 40 years helping his father-in-law. You know, working for your father-in-law for 40 years, (laughs) that's pretty good. Uh, They must have had a—well, we know that he had a very good relationship with his father-in-law. Plus, the experience he gained as a shepherd— We're talking about Moses. And with God's guidance, he was able, when God called him on the burning bush, he was able to go back and lead all those people out of Egypt based on that experience of being a shepherd plus listening to God. Now, we know in Scripture there's a lot of shepherds. Now, not all the shepherds were good shepherds. Some are more harmful than others. And what I think Jeremiah is saying here and what scriptures are saying is it wasn't the predators that are causing the sheep to scatter. It was the shepherds. The shepherds failed to keep the predators away and failed in what they were supposed to do. So, one of the predators that were causing the sheep to scatter, it was the shepherds. Uh, and of course, today we follow a shepherd that's greater than anything we can imagine. That's Christ. Uh, each day, I try to, as I talked to the men when I was doing my Bible classes at the jail, <clears throat> I would tell them, I would witness to them what's been laid on my heart and as long as I keep Christ in the center of my life every day put him first I love my wife but I got to put Christ first I put Christ before my family but Christ comes first and if I listen to Christ then my dealings with the rest of the day is great I'd have ups and downs but uh, I'm able to help my wife take care of my wife's needs care for her My children are all grown now, so I don't have to worry about them. They're not living in my basement. They could come back for a while if they needed to. But, you know, God's going to take care of them. Now, when he talked about, let me turn back to uh, chapter 23, verse 1. He says, Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter my Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture. As I mentioned earlier, uh, some of these shepherds weren't doing what they're supposed to do. Now, what are, the, what are, what are we talking about here? Uh, if you flip to my next chart. I'm flipping my chart here. There were some, <clears throat> in biblical times, let me get my notes here. I just messed them up. When we talk about uh, uh, what, what responsibilities are, what, what do shepherds do, if you take a look at the chart, in biblical times, Jeremiah was talking about, when he's talking about the shepherds, he was talking about the kings, the priests, the prophets, the princesses and others that hold responsibility, the leaders. Now, who are our shepherds today? Well, we know we only have one shepherd we listen to. As, as others have said, you know, we're, I'm only gonna kneel down to my Lord. That's who I kneel down to. But today we're talking about, and I think as pointed out in the lesson, that we're also talking about the shepherds of today. The shepherds of today are our pastors, religious leaders of the church, all of us laity, all of us members, chairmen of our boards here at the church, and even the local leaders all the way up to the national leaders. Now, I put on our chart here also some of the responsibilities that I think are important when we talk about the responsibilities of a shepherd. Now, let's just think of the shepherd, what the shepherd's responsibility is. And this analogy that Jeremiah uses and used all through scriptures, one of the big responsibilities of the shepherd is he's he's going to lead the sheep. He leads them, like Psalm 23, leads them to green pastures. He's going to feed the sheep. You know, if there's not enough food, he's going to make sure they get enough food. And he's going to protect them. Uh, he's going to protect them from those predators, the wolves and the lions. And then he's going to take care of them. You know, if one gets lost He's going to spend all day trying to find that sheep. Like this, there's a, some songs about 99 and 1. Or if they get hurt, he's going to take care of them. So these are the responsibilities of the shepherd. Now whose sheep are these? These sheep, if you re- when I was reading the scripture in a lesson, God owns the sheep. We're God's children. Uh, so God owns all these sheep. God owns us. And like, like Jeremiah, I think today most of us are key, key, keenly aware of our social and ethical evils today. You know, we're aware of the crime rate and the constant confrontation of the problems we have in the society today. I'm not going to list them all, but sometimes we think that society and our lives seem to be unraveling right before in our eyes, you know, our families, neighborhood, the nation, the world. The world's gone crazy sometimes. That's why I try not to watch news very much. And we know that the problems and the evil of Jeremiah's time and the evils of our time are not pleasing to God. So at least I know, and I know many of you know, that our relationship involves our relationship with Christ involves witnessing to what Christ has done for us, the love and the justice uh, of God and what Jesus has done in our lives, and we have to be involved. Now, there are times to be respectful and silent, but, yeah, there are other times when we must always be respectful, but let our thoughts, cares, beliefs, and needs be known. In other words, we can't be the silent majority. And here, Jeremiah, he's talking to the people, but yet the people are not listening to him. You know, Jeremiah, he's describing a day in this particular scripture when all the people will live in uh, safety. They're, you know, he's received this vision of a blessed future during a time when Judea was whacked with, or racked, racked whacked with uh, social and moral upheavals. And basically what he's saying here, he was appalled by the dishonesty of the nation's leaders and he spoke words of condemnation to those citizens who closed their eyes on what happened. You know, on the strength of God's promise, Jeremiah was able to overcome despair and speak out for change he knew that God desires. Now, when I talked here a few minutes ago about being a silent majority, uh, I I wanted to bring up a couple things. I think it's important. It's part of our lesson. Uh, One of the things Jeremiah tried to do is give a vision of what life would be like if the people were willing to change. They had, those people back then needed to the change. God was going to come in. He's going to step in. We know that Jeremiah rooted his vision in God's promise of a just and a righteous king. And, of course, we know that king was Jesus, is Jesus. But Jeremiah's message today is the same as it was back then. It was a, it's an it's a wor- words of encouragement, not to give up hope. And under the leadership of our good Shepherd, which is Christ, we know we can overcome and accomplish justice. But we have to. We just can't sit back. We have to get involved. We have to be witnesses and tell people. Um, and I know some of us are shut up in our homes because of sickness, Uh, but those of us that can get out, or even if you're home, you can pick up the telephone, call somebody. This past week, I brought the paper in. This past week, uh, we had a uh, write-in. We had a special election for uh, my friend Johnny Kelly. He he was a uh, city council member, passed away here a few months ago. And we had a special election and uh, that election's over. But what's sad about this election is that less than 10% of the people voted. And that's really sad. Now I know that the lady that won the seat and the man that lost the seat, they're both good people. Here in the United States we voted and uh, Ms. Campbell now has become the, uh, the new councilwoman on that particular seat, and I know she'll do a good job with God's help. We have General Conference coming up the 1st of uh, August. It's in the advertiser, not the advertiser, the advocate. I get those words mixed up all the time. Uh, I'm glad that we're going to have conference. I was afraid we weren't going to have it. I don't think, well, we're glad that they're going to have it. Let's put it that way. But it's important that our church members, our pastors, our lay leaders, whether they go or do it virtually, that they're involved. Because whatever happens at conference is going to affect us all in the future. You know, uh even though we've been some of us have been locked up in our homes and we're just now starting back to church, life's still gotta go on. Um, you know, there hasn't been a lot of in-person meetings we've had here. And that last dinner we had last Sunday was very nice. It worked out very well. We did our social distancing, did what we needed to do. Um And I hope it continues, and I hope soon we can be able to meet whatever the board decides, uh, be able to meet back across the street and have church together and be able to sing. But we still have to continue to go on. We just can't stop. Uh, I was hoping that uh, our regular other conference wouldn't be postponed For the next year. One of them is that the big conference is going to be postponed until next year. Uh, But in our individual churches, our individual churches, physically and the spiritual needs need to continue to be met. Utility bills need to be paid, the building needs to be cleaned. We got some things that need to be repaired, which we're in the process of doing. Uh, Kyle still mows the grass, the grass still grows, the weed still grows. People pass away, funerals happen, people get sick. Um, This year, Charge Conference, I wanted to bring that out today because I'm not saying that we need to woe to our shepherds here in our church, but we need to be aware of what Jeremiah is saying. Uh, Charge Conference this year in our church will probably be one of our most important Charge Conferences. Uh, The reason I say that is that this year is going to give us an opportunity to get back together as a people. We're going to review this past year at Charge Conference, and we're going to chart what's going to happen this next year. And it's going to give us really an opportunity to sit down and reflect on how things have been this whole last year. We know what's happened, and by us being able to sit down and reflect on this, just like Jeremiah is, we're going to be able to decide, do we need to readjust some things uh, to continue on the journey that we need to be on, or one that we're maybe being forced on, or one that may not take us in the right direction? Uh, you know, our church leadership is very important to all of us, and we all want to continue in God's work. Uh, and I hope that the district, who supports us and who we support very generously, uh, will continue in their leadership training and workshops to help equip our current and future uh, members of the board I want to I, I, as a as the lay leader here and one of the trustees, I just want to remind us that a lot of things have been postponed till next year I want to encourage that we don't postpone certain things in our church till next year we need to continue we need to continue I just want to repeat that we need to continue to take a look at uh, when it's time for the the nominating committee, that they don't say, well, we can't get together, so we'll just keep the board for another year. I think we need to continue the Lord's work, continue on the cycles that we're on, moving people in, moving people out, training new people. Uh, You know, as pointed out in today's lesson, if you read Chronicles, 2 Chronicles 34, it says, I'm going to kind of paraphrase it, but that as long as Josiah... Uh, gave consciously and godly leadership. In other words, as long as Josiah was a conscientious and a godly leader to all the people, they did not turn from following the Lord, God of their fathers. In other words, good leadership made a great big difference. Now, Jeremiah tried to give us a vision of what life would be like if the people were willing to change. I think uh, Jeremiah's message to us today is the same as it was back then. It was encouragement not to give up any hope. You know, under the leadership of Christ, we can and will accomplish justice and righteousness within our church. You know, we need to keep raising up our voices on behalf of all God's children. We need to continue to share our individual witnesses or convictions of what God has done for us. And we need we need to really keep trusting that God will keep his promises and his grace. There was a scripture I wrote I didn't write, I made a note of. It's in 2nd Samuel. It's in 2 Samuel uh, chapter 7, verses 12 to 16. I want to read this. And when uh, Nathan is talking to David, excuse me, and he says uh, in 7, 12, when your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed before you who will come from your body and I will establish his kingdom. Let me stop here for a second. That's that... Uh, Davionic lineage that uh, Jeremiah is talking about. He goes on in 13 and says, He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. If he commits iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men, with the blows of the sons of men but my mercy shall not depart from him as I took it from Saul, whom I removed from before you. And your house and your kingdom shall be established forever before you. Your throne shall be established forever. There's so much more we could talk about here, but I want to try to stay within our time. You know, sometimes we as we study our scripture and we read things we get impatient thinking wish God would come fix this today you know uh, some things can't get fixed today but it reminds me of this song and I I can't sing it but I want to paraphrase part of it and read part of it it's called Four Days Late and we've all heard it before it's the story of uh, Lazarus Mary and Martha were upset because Jesus didn't show up. You know, they got just upset. You know, if he'd have been there, he wouldn't have have died. But all of a sudden, Jesus shows up four days late. Well, we know from the story that even though Jesus was four days late, Lazarus was raised from the dead. And... I want to read part of this uh, song. This song was written by uh, Karen Peck in the New Rivers. And it says, You might be fighting a battle of fear. You've cried to the Lord, I need you to know, but he has not appeared. Friends, don't be discouraged, because he's still the same. He'll soon be here. He'll roll back the stone. And he call out your name, and in the course of this song, it says, "When he's four days late, all hope is gone." Lord, we don't understand why you've waited so long, but His way is God's way, not yours or mine. Isn't it great when he's four days late, he's still on time? Uh, Get an opportunity this afternoon. Listen to that song on your radio or YouTube or however you pick it out. Uh, Next week, we're going to be in uh, Daniel, talk about the wisdom and uh, how to learn how God's people receive God's wisdom. If we don't have anything else, I'm going to go ahead and close with this simple word of prayer. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for the promise and the free gift of restoration. We love you because you first loved us. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. I want to remind y'all, 11 o'clock, come back. Uh, Pastor John will be here with his Sunday sermon. And enjoy the rest of this fourth day.